This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Noon on Tuesday. We are here today to delve into the topic of uh, cheese naming protection. Is it brilliant or is it bullshit? We, we want to talk about that today. And who do I have to discuss this with us but our very own Professor McCheese, Robbie G. Hello, hello. <laughs> welcome, it's welcome. You in the flesh. <laughs> yeah, you in the flesh. Yes. Um, before we get into, well, a little bit of history about you and mm-hmm. what makes you Professor McCheese, I've got a very important date listed right here june 16th 2008 ring a bell the day my first day of work perhaps perhaps or it is or probably the best maybe? day of your life yeah. yes best day of my life <laughs> best i never day looked of my back life. <laughs> who who, who yeah. would have thunk it i didn't think it at the time that this would right. become my career my yeah, life that's... i'd become the cheese guy you're who the knew? cheese guy yeah. professor mccheese robbie g um i'm so happy for that i mean you are this is also good to know you are venissimo's longest term Monger. I'm glad you didn't say oldest monger. No, no, no. You're not the oldest. That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when I applied for the job, I thought this would be fun to learn about cheese. I'll stay there for a couple of months and I'll go do sure. something else. And I just fell in love, not yeah. just with the cheese, but with the customers, with just the whole the whole vibe, the whole yeah. everything. And uh, I kind of became obsessed with it. Obsessed, and possessed. I, and I <laughs> was obsessed. I started reading just – I probably read 30 books about cheese that first year. That's and not just reading, but – outlining, taking notes, yeah. and prepping for what was to come a year and a half or so later. Sure, sure. So um, that's right. You, when you started, did you know much about cheese other than what you'd read in the books? I knew nothing. Nothing. I knew I liked to have craft singles and grilled cheese. Oh my and gosh, I, that's right. I like Swiss cheese from the grocery yeah. store, but <laughs> no. I mean, I had worked at a fine dining restaurant before, uh, Venissimo, yeah. and I was sort of learning a little bit about like etiquette and wine and, and some fine foods, but... Um, and, and I always loved when the cheese plates came out and I wish I could have like knew, knew more about them right. or, or, or talked about them, uh, and knew about the pairing and all this stuff. And, and, um, I, I got that opportunity with, with Venissimo with when Venissimo. I started. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, you, Rob, I don't know if everybody already knows, but you are the one that really, um, kicked off a whole division of Venissimo, which is called our Academy of Cheese or AOC. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you want to do that and what sparked all that? Well, I th- I think – so when I started, it was Mission Hills and Del Mar. Mm-hmm. And Del Mar was still in that st- tiny little space up there yeah. in the Flower Hill Mall. And um, it was about a year and a half or so into it. And like I said, I had been reading all these books and I just – I couldn't get enough of it. I mean the – and it's one of those things where the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know anything. And, <laughs> exactly. it, and it sparks more yeah. sort of um, – more of an interest and, and you just want to learn more and more. Um, and so the third shop, which was the downtown store in East Village mm-hmm. on G Street, had opened and we had more space there. And you wanted to start doing tastings and classes. Yeah, because that was a big question. Remember that yeah. people would come in all the time. It's like, oh, where can we learn more? Do you ever have pairings? Do you ever do tastings? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, and so one thing leads to another. Type. And so that's where yeah. it started. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had this little, like, or not little, but this communal table. We had more oh space. God. And we can fit maybe 10 or 12 people in there. Yeah. And you and I was totally scared of public <laughs> the first speaking. Day yes, we had <laughs> no class. idea what we were doing. <laughs> And um, and I remember the first – so the first month, we put it up on the website. I looked at cheese, uh, cheese 
sort of school in New York and one in San Francisco, and I just w- was looking to see what they charged for it. Yeah. You know, how long is this? Sure. What, what do we do? How do we tell people or how do we sell this? What, what do we tell this? them? Mm-hmm. Um, and the first month, I remember no, we had maybe two people sign up, yeah. and that wasn't enough to do a class. So we <laughs> tried it again. And then we finally had enough people to do a class, like yeah. maybe 10 people. God. Do you um, remember the first class? I do. I brought in my, my mm-hmm. monitor from my computer, and <laughs> you brought right. in your laptop. Yes. And we put it at the end of the table. On a little cocktail table. <laughs> yeah. The TV and we screen. were sort of going back and forth. And I also remember I had an outline, like a 10-page outline that I had made at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting up there like shaking and, yeah. and slurring and stuttering and reading this thing. And I look up, and, and I just realize – what am I doing? Yeah. And I threw, I just threw the paper down and yeah. I just started talking about cheese right. like I do behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and people liked it and they went and told their friends. Yeah. And the next month we did two classes and then the next mm-hmm. month it was three or four classes. Yeah. And, and now, um, we do classes at what, three of the four locations. Mm-hmm. Um, we do private events, tons of corporate stuff, lots of collaborations yeah. with other businesses. And I, I would say we probably have 40 plus offerings for classes. Yeah, it's really great. From kind of the the basics, getting mm-hmm. to know cheese, yeah. cheese 101, you know, anything you kind of want to start with. Yeah. Um, and then building up, of course, pairings. Sure. Pairings yep. big, wine and cheese, beer and cheese. But tell us some of the other wild uh, Some pairings. of the crazy weird yeah. ones. We do, we're doing sake and cheese Fun. on the 17th um, at, at Psycho Sushi in North Park. We do coffee, tea, and cheese. Yeah. Perfect. We do whiskey and cheese. I don't know if you said that. Nice. We're looking at maybe doing like a tequila and cheese or, mm. or mezcal. Mezcal, would that be? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Ooh. And I just got back from Mexico City a couple days ago. <gasps> yeah. And so. <laughs> Do share. Yes, it was amazing. <laughs> okay, There's good. great cheese down there too. So maybe we'll see someday. Some someday. Yeah. Um, but then, so that that program really took off and, and we've got, you know, three or four sort of faculty members that are working on it too. And, and that's great too because they're in the store every day. Really and they're great. Pushing it and they're, and they're mm-hmm. making their own classes their own. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from cheese making to, like you said, crazy pairing and um, everything you can think of really yeah. with cheese. Um, but we've expanded that now into tours. We used to do day trips, but um, it's now tough, right? <laughs> it's a tough. It's a tough job. <laughs> well, that too. Oh, tough putting it together. <laughs> tough putting it together. It is. Not, people ask all the time, "Who's the local cheesemaker?" Yeah, it's really tough. There's there, there's not a local San Diego cheesemaker yet. We're hoping we've got an the, inside track. Someone most, will do it. One yeah, day. there's people working on it. The most local that we have really is. Los Angeles, and it's a couple fresh cheese producers. Other than that, when when they say local, we kind of have to, um, you know, push them towards Northern California. California. Yeah, um, the, there's you know a couple dozen um, just world renowned cheesemakers mm-hmm. in the Bay Area, but that's a little bit of a ways sure, away. Sure, sure. Well be another state, <laughs> right? Um, which um, so anyway, we're working on some some more trips to go visit the uh, yeah. the, the cheesemakers, starting with the Italy one. In yeah, May. Italy, everybody. Okay, there's still a couple seats left yeah. on the plane, bus, trip to Italy. This is um, Milan to <laughs> planes, Florence. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Milan to Florence. Not only are you eating cheese, visiting cheesemakers, there's everything about the good food of Italy on this tour. Pasta making. Duh. Wine tasting. Charcuterie. Olive oil. Charcuterie. Culatello. Prosciutto. Mm-hmm. All the differences between that, right? Yeah. Uh, it, ridiculous. And plus, I'll yeah. be there with all the bad jokes and the bad stories. Well, fun yeah. stories. Are you taking? <laughs> I might have to. <laughs> I might have to wear that. Just wear it the whole I time. I think so. People would find I will, you. I won't get lost. Yeah. <laughs> People will find you. <laughs> so that's all. Um, if anybody's interested in looking on our Academy of Cheese page on our website, and it tells you all about the tours, upcoming classes, one tomorrow night about uh, making truffles. Uh, so, 
uh, chocolate truffles. Chocolate truffle making in right. Del Mar. You're going to get recipes. You're mm-hmm. going to get history. You're going to taste. Um, it'll come with some vino, of course. Vino's mm-hmm. good. Vino's good. And I see we have a fan that um, really likes the bad jokes, Rob, uh, oh, from Summer. So I'll keep, keep them coming. Them coming. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, Summer. <laughs> you're welcome in advance. <laughs> Awesome. So we call it the Academy of Cheese, which, um, as I recall, we kind of played, thought that was a cool name ah. because the initials of it are AOC, yes, which is very famous initials in France, Appellation d'Origine Controle. Controle. And, and I have to give you credit because you came up with Academy of Cheese. And, and All so right, for I'll sure. take it. Yeah. Go ahead. So it's a good job. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> A, the AOC, when you see it stamped on your French wine or French cheese, is all capitals. Appellation d'Origine Controle. Yes. Okay. Um, for us, it's Academy of Cheese, so it's A's lowercase O-C. Okay. Capital C. So it's a little <laughs> bit different, right? Yeah. Um, it's, we made it our own. Um, I, I love it. But what, So what that means, really, it's the AOC in France, is a, it's, a, it's a regulatory governmental system mm-hmm. that controls and protects the names of their traditional agricultural products. Yep. So there's no real – there's no need for it here in the States. The most famous one uh, in France is Champagne. Mm-hmm. So That's a I, good example because yeah. everyone can relate to that. Exactly. Everybody's heard of Champagne. If it's not from Champagne, it's just a sparkling wine. Mm-hmm. Regardless, so, anywhere in the world this is the case, right? Yeah. In France, in Europe and U.S., say if it's in Brazil, same case – same thing applies, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the French were the first to really protect their agricultural products and it's not just wine – in cheese, but it's butters, mm-hmm. it's meats, it's olives, mm-hmm. all the stuff that is affected by the earth and the seasons and basically the place. Um, so it's based on this concept of terroir, which is spelled T-E-R-R-O-I-R, mm-hmm. comes from the Latin terra, which just means earth. And with in regards to agricultural products, and let's just say cheese, for example, sure. um, it's based on the earth that they come from. So how does the earth affect the flavor of cheese. Well, the animal, the goat, sheep, cow, buffalo, whatever the animal eats um, becomes milk and mm-hmm. then becomes cheese. And so the idea is that we're tasting that place. Mm-hmm. And so so a cheese that is made uh, from milk where the cows have grazed between Parma and Reggio mm-hmm. can only taste like the pastures between Parma and Reggio, which we're going to visit in a couple of weeks. Um and so they call that cheese Parmigiano Reggiano. Okay. So you can copy yep. that recipe. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. You can copy that recipe and make it from milk in from Wisconsin. Sure. But you can't call it Parmigiano Reggiano because it's not from Parma. Yeah. And Reggiano because it's you're not, not from that region. Yeah, you're not eating the pastures mm-hmm. of Parmigiano Reggiano. Reggiano, like, like, like sure, you would sure. be. Um, so on that argument, so this is what we want to debate today, and I'm mm-hmm. anxious for anybody that has a question and wants to chime in on this. Um, that makes good sense. It definitely comes down to the place. Sure. Champagne is a region. Mm-hmm. Is that also a name of a grape? No. So it champagne is, is just okay. the name of the region. The three – So, but there are a ton mm-hmm. of other sort of rules that go along with being able to call a wine yeah. champagne. Mm-hmm. Not just being from the region, but there are three grapes. So it needs to be one of or a combination of three okay. grapes, which are Pinot Meunier, mm-hmm. which they call the Black Riesling, Pinot Noir – and Chardonnay. And Chardonnay. Okay. Those are the three. That have to be. And it, it, a sense of place. So that's really what mm-hmm. that protection is protecting. It's, all, it's place, all about place. Not that thing, that item. Not, not so, so much. much. Yeah. So it, is this the same true in England, say? And we're talking about France. Does England have the same? Or say Spain, Italy, do they have the Spain same? Spain and Italy do have the same. Mm-hmm. And the European Union has a system 
Um, and they, it's called PDO, and it gets really confusing with Alphabet all these. Alphabet soup. Yes, with yeah. all these uh, <laughs> letters. And, and when you when you do the um, abbreviations in different languages, sometimes they get all mixed up and jumbled as well. But um, so French and Italian, Spanish, Swiss, um, agricultural products are all mm-hmm. protected by their individual countries. They're also protected by the European Union. And so it's a double protection. <laughs> yes, they're really, really safe mm-hmm. about it. Okay. Um, but the the English products are not – they never came up with their own system. And, yeah. a, and a good way to sort of um, – uh, or a good example of, of a cheese that became um, really sort of bastardized and, and got out of England and went everywhere okay. was – a little cheese called cheddar. Have you heard of it? It's the single most popular cheese in the world. <laughs> the most popular cheese in the world. And and do you know what the second most popular cheese is? No. Mozzarella. <gasps> Guess why? Pizza Not. Hut, Papa John's. Well, they must but here's sell a the pound thing. or two. So here's the thing. When I talk about Parmigiano-Reggiano, mm-hmm. I'm talking about a very specific cheese. It always looks the same. A single wheel, a single single type of cheese, right? It's 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 a very specific Cheese. It is the one and only. Not the one in the green can. <laughs> no, not Parmesan. <laughs> Notice it's not called Parmigiano Reggiano. Uh-huh. Okay. I can't call it that. It, yep. That's from Kraft sure, sure. In, in Illinois. Um, mm-hmm. But um, so cheddar is the most popular cheese in the world. In, in mozzarella, a second, that's because the word cheddar on its own was never protected by the English. But cheddar is a place too. Correct? Cheddar, yeah. So the origin of, of mm-hmm. the of the name of the cheese mm-hmm. is. Is from a place called Cheddar, mm-hmm. which is in southwest England. Southwest England, as is Stilton. Is Stilton a place? Stilton is a place that is protected. Yes, they that's protected, protected that by one. the European Union. Mm-hmm. Only problem with that is a little thing called Brexit. It's <laughs> <laughs> <getting> so complicated. <laughs> it, that's why we do cheese classes. Right, it, right. There's a need for this stuff. Okay, Cheddar not protected, but is a place. Stilton protected is a place. Yes. Um, Stilton is in danger of losing that protection mm-hmm. because. England's Brexiting, mm-hmm. we think. Yeah. Is that good or bad for Stilton? Does that would that open up other people to make a great Stilton? Um, no. Well, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can imitate it. Yeah, you but can it could never anything. be Stilton because no, it's not from. It'll never be the same. Nottinghamshire. And... No, but you can copy it all you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's um, there's no secret to to a lot of the stuff. Yeah. You know, I went and visited a, a cheesemaker. In Los Angeles, who makes a mozzarella, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, I want to go see." I wanted to go see this other cheesemaker, and he wouldn't let us in. I, I figured he had some top secret, yeah, you know, recipe, technique or recipe sure. or something. He goes, "No, there's no secret. People have been doing <laughs> this for a thousand years." Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what's different is is the, the milk and where it comes from. Sure. Um, the veg- Again, the vegetation of a place, the weather affects yeah. it because of the seasons, and that affects what's available to eat. Right. Um. So, so yeah, I mean, you you, you can probably. If it's not protected, you're going to be able to use that name, yeah. but it won't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. Yeah. and But that's okay. You kind of want to taste variations. Like mozzarella in Italy mm-hmm. tastes a lot different than the mozzarella that comes out here of Los Angeles. And well, guess why? Mm-hmm. The milk. Go again. And guess what the, kind of milk comes from the uh, the Italian mozzarella? The truth. It's buffalo the real deal. <laughs> yeah. And so that's that's the big difference. And, and so – the word mozzarella itself is it's not protected, mm-hmm. and so that's why you see grocery store like sort of dried out slices of mozzarella in the packs. Yeah, but you can't call the the three words mozzarella di bufala. Those three words together are protected. Are protected. Now, see, that's interesting because uh-huh. that's a that's a big one that I think mm-hmm. even restaurants fail at. Sometimes yeah. you'll see buffalo mozzarella doesn't always mean 
It's made of buffalo milk. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you'll see the words buffalo mozzarella, and it just means a big ball. Or water packed. Or water, so yeah. So it looks like the traditional. Right, but it's not. And um, or it, it gets buffalo, confusing for people. Something. Yeah. It's like reading any kind of label where you just don't even know what the ingredients are. Uh-huh. Um, but. Yeah, it's all very confusing. And, and so, I mean, and there are some cheddars that have been protected by the European Union. And um, an example would be mm-hmm. Montgomery's cheddar or Keene's cheddar. The, but it's those words together. That but have the, to. Yeah, but when we say cheddar is the most popular cheese in the world, um, ch- so under that cheddar umbrella, we also have anything that's a block American cheese, those yellow American cheese. It's all mm-hmm. based on cheddar. Mm-hmm. Um, Kraft singles, which I mentioned before, yeah. they're a cheddar. Is a cheddar, really kind of a cheddar. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so all of that stuff that is, um, you know, provided to the, the, the pizza chains, yeah. those, are, those all fall under the mozzarella. Mm-hmm. Umbrella. umbrella, and God. so that's why yeah. mozzarella and cheddar are the the most popular cheese sort of styles, generically mm-hmm. cheese styles in the world, because yeah. it includes the really quality artisan small batch versions, as well as these ginormous factory versions. Versions, yeah, it's it's really crazy. I guess you could. I'm trying to think of a good analogy, um, maybe with cars, because a car is not a car, mm-hmm. you know. There you could have a a gremlin or you could have a Tesla. (laughs) Or a pacer. (laughs) (laughs) Or a pacer. You could have something like that, right? Yeah. car is not just a car. Mozzarella is not mozzarella. Cheddar is not always cheddar. Right. Um, Very, very different. Yes. Uh, So isn't that kind of good then that that wasn't protected? Because then there's so many cheddars to choose from. Maybe. Yeah. In a way. I think the We just have to come up with a different name. To be honest, Mm -hmm. I think the important thing here is to understand why – why sure. cheeses are originally protected. And, and what th- makes that one so good then? If you do yeah. get a protected cheese, mm-hmm. you, to understand what you're getting the with I- that protection. So the idea here, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll use Parmigiano-Reggiano as an mm-hmm. example again. Great one. So a lot of people have probably seen a, big, a wheel of Parmigiano-Reggiano. We do cuttings sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, but a wheel of Parmigiano-Reggiano is going to weigh – we'll just we'll just average it out and we'll say it weighs 100 pounds. Sure. It's close, give or take, You know, depending on how old it is. The older it gets, the smaller it gets because it'll lose moisture with aging. Mm-hmm. We get ours at 26 months. That's going to weigh about 100 pounds, 100 maybe pounds. a little bit less. Yep, exactly. That's a lot of cheese. So to round off, we'll say it weighs 100 pounds. All right. The retail price for Parmigiano Reggiano, I, it's gonna, I'm just going to say it's $25. It might be 26 sure, or 27 a pound. now. Mm-hmm. But we'll say $25 a pound. That means every one of those wheels is $2,500. That's amazing for a piece of cheese. It's a, it's a, it's a, a wad of milk. Of. So if anybody <laughs> right? yeah. mm-hmm. has a chance or mm-hmm. or has been to Parma yeah. where they have these facilities, where these warehouses where they age cheese. Mm-hmm. How many wheels sometimes? Yes. 3,000 like, wheels. It's incredible. It looks like right. those double two-sided mirrors where it just goes on forever. It reminds me of the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Remember when they put the Ark into that huge right. warehouse? Yes. And that's it. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Wheels upon wheels, 2,500, 2,500, 2,500, 2,500 yeah. times 3,000. I can't even do that kind of math. And that's one of, yeah. you know, dozens of protected yeah. prote- places in or warehouses in Parma. Sure. And then what happens in the back of that warehouse? There's pigs that feed on the way that awesome. then get um, turned into prosciutto de Parma, which is another protected, also protected. name to meat. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of money. Yeah. And that's a lot of jobs. That's a lot of livelihoods. Yeah. And what happens if a company from the United States or wherever yeah. comes in and, and steals that recipe and like puts them out of business because they can do it cheaper yeah. um, in, in, in this and that. Well, that's not really fair. That's not, not cool. Fair. Nope, not cool at all. And you're not getting 
that prosciutto and who sense who of loses place. out? But, yeah, and the Parmigiano. Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and if you you know if you don't know any better, then it doesn't really make a difference. And and so, yeah. um, w- you know, going through, um, you know, like the, the World War One, World War Two, and and, and and the the sort of transition from from artisan small batch cheeses made locally and then into like the industrial revolution and right. and in factory put production commodity production um we've lost some cheeses in different countries and yeah, and and, crazy. and we and now we know that we know we made some yeah, mistakes and trying to bring some of those back yeah and mm-hmm. so some are, are being brought, being brought back and, and others are are being revived you yeah. know um but um that's that's the reason why those protections are in place sure yeah super interesting um so i guess you know I, I I think there's that's definitely a yay. It's mm-hmm. not all bullshit. There's there's something to the protection. There you know. is some bullshit though. Too. Yeah, there's, there's a little bit of that. <laughs> there's a, um, there's always politics and money and politics, money, and marketing. You know, marketing, it's definitely yep. a way to market. There's there's so many choices out there. There's mm-hmm. so much going on. How do you differentiate? You know, yourself from something else. Sure. Um, and so you know, totally get it. And that's a brand. That's that becomes a brand, and mm. we protect brands. You know. They protect the brand of their cheese, mm-hmm. their name of their cheese. And, and sure. also, here's another thing. like, j- So just because something is protected mm-hmm. and is traditional, does that mean it's better? Well, no. Not like, always. Well, what's, what's, <laughs> right. People come in and go, what's the best What's, your, what's the best cheese? The best, uh, cheese is, answer. the best cheese is your favorite cheese. <laughs> yeah. So what's the best? What's, what's my favorite? Well, today my favorite mm-hmm. is this or that. What's the best pairing? Yeah. I, I don't know. Your palate's different than mine. Yeah. You tell me what the best Any given is. day. Sure. So sure, there's sure. no there's no right or wrong. There's no best or worst. It's all subjective. Yeah. Yeah. And um and so that's the that's the fun is you just come in and so and people ask about um, prices and how where does the, right the how price does that in, affect the price you know well this but type honestly of stuff too. the most expensive cheese is not necessarily the best cheese. Same with wines. Always yeah always you know? the case. You can find great wines mm-hmm. for twelve sixteen bucks or sure. whatever. Choose. <laughs> yeah. This applies to almost anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, um, you know, a lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not just um, when I, we talk about similarities, and this is where it gets fun to really delve into um, the classes and all the par- different types of pairings. It's not just wine and, and cheese where we, you see similarities, but yeah. whiskey and beer, beer's oh, a beer's big one. Beer's huge, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there, and there's really um, – w- when I teach – classes and when we do um different kinds of tastings i really hesitate to tell you what i I shouldn't say hesitate i don't tell you what it tastes like (laughs) i don't tell you what you're tasting i give you the facts and then you guys decide yeah because sometimes that um suggestion Mm -hmm. then you get a predisposition of what it should taste like or or let's say you say oh i i hate blue Uh But maybe you don't. Maybe you just haven't had a really good one, so you don't want to put that in the head. It's almost best to do it blind. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do blind tasting. Blind tasting is good because then maybe you'll discover something and say, "I kind of like that." Oh my gosh, you never knew. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so fun about coming in, especially if there's when you go into a Venissimo, it's an experience. You know, that's how we we sort of set ourselves apart from from other retailers. Yeah. It's an experience you taste, Adventure. and if there's a, it is, and if there is. Other people or groups of people in the store, you're probably going to taste what they're tasting as well. Yeah, that's, and that's the how most fun. <laughs> you discover stuff. Back to your comment about, um, you know, oh, I don't like this or, or that. Yeah. Um, I had I had a conversation, of course, because I was in Mexico City last week, like I told you, and I was at a friend's house, a friend's family's house, and mm-hmm. and um, her uncle was. They find out what that I'm the cheese guy, and they they want to tell oh, me their favorite cheeses and this and that. Yeah. 
And so he goes, oh, I don't like blue cheese, um, but I love Roquefort. And I go, <laughs> Roquefort is a blue cheese. What? <laughs> he goes, just no. blew his mind. No, well, he told me yeah. no. No, no, no. Oh. I like Roquefort. I don't like blue cheese. Oh. <laughs> How did you uh, get out of that well, one? Well, what happened was, one. you know, yeah. there was a language barrier. He's, he mm-hmm. spoke Spanish, but uh, my, my friend said, uh, she, it was her uncle. Yeah. And she goes, you know what? Don't argue. Just, and I go, oh, you're right. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not, a, oh. not a blue cheese. That's good. But yep, actually, yep. this plays into our conversation that we were just having about mm-hmm. names and places. Blue, so what does blue cheese mean? That's, you could do a whole topic on that. Yeah. Blue exactly. Cheese, what does it mean? It mm-hmm. just means, again, it doesn't mean anything except that the, the cheese is the color blue. <laughs> right. Because of the mold yep. that's in the cheese. But sure. But that's it's, not a protected word. That's no. not a protected thing. Anyone can make blue cheese. Yes. And but they, Roquefort is a good example mm-hmm. because that is from a place. Yes. A protected to be from that place. Roquefort is yeah. from Roquefort in southern France, in the Pyrenees. Yeah. It, is, it has to be sheep's milk. It has to be aged in a certain way. Sure. But then you know you're getting a sense of that. When you buy a piece of Roquefort and, and shell out some good money for mm-hmm. that, sure. you're getting a piece of Roquefort, yes. a piece of France. You're, you're, eating, mm-hmm. Roquefort. you're, eating, you're yep. eating the pastures around that village. Yeah. Stilton, we talked about, mm-hmm. is a village in, uh, in England. Gorgonzola is a place in Lombardy mm-hmm. in northern Italy. Italy, yeah. Um, and so all three completely different cheeses, mm-hmm. all three blue cheeses. Yeah, they're all they are all specific mm-hmm. to their place. Yeah, and they're made in, in certain ways. Um, but they're yeah, they're all under that blue mm-hmm. in that blue category. Yeah. So it just definitely you can see that pattern that um, the European cheeses often name themselves after their place. Yeah. Um, where in the U.S. we tend to be more branded. Yes. I think it's you know it's a whole different naming scheme. It's with wine too. You know, you're totally. not from Bordeaux. You are silver oak. Yeah. You're something. You know. Well, <laughs> and we the name Midnight Moon in the cheese world. You're you're not just a Gouda or you're not. Uh, where's Arcada, right. where Midnight Moon comes from, you are Midnight Moon. So mm-hmm. you have your own brand and a name. So cheesemakers... So protected. Protected you, as a brand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so the protection is more on your on your brand yeah. name mm-hmm. if, in, here in the States. It, the the, 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 the cheesemaker is highlighted more so than in the old world where it's the cheese itself that's highlighted. Yeah. So if you grow up in... In Brie, which mm-hmm. is a place in France, mm-hmm. which I don't know if people know, that's a real place. Yeah, Brie. If you go, if you drive from Paris out to Champagne, mm-hmm. you're going to drive through this little historic region called Brie. What so, cheese comes from there? <laughs> cheddar, obviously. <laughs> if you, but if you grow up in you, you know in Brie and you want to be a cheesemaker, guess what you're going to make? <laughs> right. So, <laughs> if, if you grow up in Northern California and you want to be a cheesemaker, yeah. guess what you're going to? You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Every kind of cheese, every style. Around, wide open to you is is made in northern california yeah. and they don't have to call it um you know with with the the name that it's been called for well the village name or the region or the sure, town exactly they can make up fun names because they can do whatever they want and then the creativity can uh, run amok right because a couple of fun examples yeah, that's interesting the pros and cons of the so situation good examples of cheese names for domestic cheeses mm-hmm. um fat bottom girl Great. From Shauna, a former Vinissimo employee. Yes. Now current cheesemaker. Award-winning. Award-winning cheesemaker. <laughs> um, so she doesn't flip her cheese yeah. so that all the sort of whey and moisture kind of sinks down and it becomes this yeah. fat-bottomed. Super unique. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Unique. Protected uh, name, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It's copyrighted. Mm-hmm. And then another one of my favorites is um, uh, you, calf, to be kidding me. That's hysterical. Yeah. And that's from Hooks in... 
in um, yeah. Wisconsin, Mineral Point, Wisconsin. And that's going to tell you what that cheese is made of. E-W-E-U-Calf, mm-hmm. calf, <laughs> right? C-A-L-F, to be kid ing me. Goat, sheep, and cow's milk blue. combined. Creative. Very creative. Yeah. And super hilarious. Creative. Yeah. So you never know what you're going to get in the USA. It's A like lot of the gum. cheeses from, right. <laughs> cheeses like. Okay, I don't know. How to I don't say know. It. It's like a box of chocolate. That's really yeah, what Emily, it's like. Emily or Summer, do you like that joke? <laughs> oh, Summer's still there. Hey, Summer. Hey, Emily. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I can see uh, the beauty and the value of having it. I can see the, you know, in Brie, maybe they want to make Fat Bottom Girl in Brie. Yeah. You know, but uh-huh. um, the beauty of Brie is that you're going to get Brie sure. from Brie. Mm-hmm. Two sides to every story. There is. Right, yeah. yeah. No, no, nobody's right or wrong. Everyone's no. just different. So that's why you should try them all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, most definitely. I think that's what, so. That's what I do. I think so. Well, Rob, um, I think that kind of explains a little bit about the I AOC, so. DOP protection. Um, definitely come in and try some. We always have some uh, of those protected cheeses around, and, and there are many of them. And we are scratching mm-hmm. the surface. I okay. go on and on. Yeah. In details. I mean, this is uh, – I always say when we do these lectures and presentations, we, we hand out a little one or two page, a little outline and, and some fun facts and history. And so we can do two hours on each one of those bullet points every yeah. time. It's so it's much crazy. fun. It's never ending. Yeah, never yeah. ending. The thirst for knowledge, the quest for yeah. cheese. Yeah. And then you taste oh, along really with it, which um, I, I always recommend when, when, when people are getting into cheese or wine or whatever it is that you're interested in, you know, get a little bit for cheese, buy a, a quarter pound or two. A week. It doesn't have to be from Venissimo. It can be from anywhere. Oh, it, it should definitely. Okay, be it should from be from Venissimo. But <laughs> go home and and this sounds really nerdy, but yeah. take notes and and um, you are kind of a nerd. Okay, sorry. <laughs> never mind. But that's or save it in your app. Oh, good got, point. If you, if you like a cheese, save it in the cheese app. We got a free app. I forget to mention that yeah, Venissimo app. It's handy because I, I do the same. I'll go to a restaurant. I'll have a glass of wine, and sure. I don't remember the name of that wine. You know, and. Um, Cheese is the same way. There's yeah. too many to choose from, and yeah, you can nerd yeah. out a little bit. You can mm-hmm. favorite them, and and the the facts. When I talk about the facts, it's you know the first thing to do is identify the milk type, where it's from. Yeah, that tells texture. you a lot. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you've got you've pretty much nailed it right there. Yeah, no, really, really fun. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I want to thank Specialty Produce and the Specialty Produce Network Thanks, for Specialty. allowing us to be podsters. Um, and appreciate y'all coming and stopping by at noon on Tuesdays, and we'll be back. And we'll be back.